This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. All right. We are back in business. Man, it's been a while. It has been. It's been a long time. And anybody who's like, hey, um, doing podcasting is easy. They're a liar. They're straight up (laughs) liar. Or it's the only thing they do, right? And good for them. Good for them. Good for all of that. But this is not the only thing we do. This is actually a small fraction, tiny, tiny, minuscule amount of what we do. But we have fun and we help listeners too. So it's one of those things that we definitely have to get back to. I agree. I mean, we've done solo episodes for the last three or four. It has mostly been you. I haven't recorded one in a while. Just because you've been traveling, right? You had uh, client events, um, more client events. Life. Trade show that you were at. Yeah. And then I think two weeks I was also out at uh, on sites with clients. Yeah. So it just was completely, you know, out of sync. Like I think we spent more time uh in separate states than we had actually being able to work together so a lot of our communication has been um via you know when when we're working together we're working you know and we're like doing client work and stuff like that and carving out an hour to do a podcast has been tough so yeah um here we are we're back in the same room here we are we're recording um i'm excited yeah yeah and it's cool too this topic so i know we've kind of jumped around a lot it's hard Because we could get so nuanced with some of the things that we talk about with clients and like what we are talking about with clients right now. So some of this may, you know, if people are listening in order, we're kind of jumping around a little bit. It's whatever. It's life. Uh, A lot of things to talk about. We'll call it a survey of marketing and marketing related topics. Oh, yes. Like demand and brand. It doesn't have to always go in the demand and brand show, I should say. It doesn't always have to go sequentially, right? We're kind of surveying all these things at all make up marketing and branding as a whole. Yeah. You know, my content creation heart tells me it needs to make more sense and be more consistent for the audience to resonate with it. But sometimes you just have to let you go. And that's one of the things I have to do because as long as we're talking about things people care about, what does it matter in the end? I agree. It does not. So the topic of today's podcast, though, which is something that we've been talking about with people a lot, a lot more, especially our tenured clients, who this is what I dub people who businesses that have been in business for over like three decades, or it's talking about 30 plus years. Sometimes, you know, it's in the 50 year mark or whatever. So they have done sales and marketing and all that kind of stuff in a way different capacity even from when they started, let's say 30 years ago to now, like it's drastically different the way that you look at sales and marketing and what the expectations are. So what we have been talking about with clients as of late is sales enablement, sales enablement processes, sales enablement tools, sales enablement collateral. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And sales enablement is certainly not a new term, Mm -hmm. but it's something um, that is extremely important in young businesses, mm-hmm. in, you know, tenured kind of legacy brands. Um, and it is something that uh, it's just as important in like B2B as it is in B2C, mm-hmm. though we tend to really see sales enablement applied in business to business more, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, and it's it's really well aligned, I think, with a lot of the things that you and I talk about, which is um, how sales team and marketing okay. team needs to be aligned overall. Mm-hmm. And what the revenue driving team. Exactly. We call it the revenue team, right? And we do that because at its core, that's what sales and marketing are both trying to do. Marketing 
cues up mm-hmm. kind of sales conversations with leads and prospects and provides them with um, supporting assets. And then sales kind of talks directly to the customer on a one-to-one basis, right? And closes a deal. So for them to not be working together, it's kind of counterproductive. It's silly. Yeah. And you made mention of like, you know, we see it more and we have this conversation more in B2B, but it's harder objectively to sell a product or a service from business to business than necessarily business to consumer, right? So revenue revenue driving teams and sales and marketing are going to work in a completely different capacity for an end product, especially like mass consumption product, right? That can be manufactured easily. That's going to look different. And the sales enablement pieces of that are going to be different because the call to action continuously is buy this thing, get this thing, see it in your life, right? Where we're oftentimes selling a, you know, not only on product, but a service. And so you have to look at sales enablement as marketing, sales, revenue driving team, and then everything that supports and tells that story along the way. Yeah. 100% agree. Before we go too deep into talking about sales enablement, maybe we should define our terms, right? Like what does that mean? Mm -hmm. We're saying sales enablement and um, and how it helps the sales function, the revenue function, right? So we tend to describe it or define sales enablement as like that ongoing function or process that exists between marketing and sales, Mm -hmm. the revenue team, Mm -hmm. Uh, to really ensure that the salespeople has all the support, all the assets, all mm-hmm. the collateral that they need in order to close a deal. And uh, on the same token, opposite side, it's making sure that we're providing the customer, right, with yeah. all of the support, all of the assets, all of the information that they need to either make a decision if they are a decision maker, or like what we see in B2B a lot. It, there's a cross-functional team that's making a decision. So, um, you know, for example, if you're selling something that has to be signed off from, uh, let's just make up some teams, right? Like the marketing team's buying it. So the VP of marketing needs to agree and the VP of sales needs to agree and, you know, the CFO needs to agree. Um, we need to be able to provide assets mm-hmm. so that each of those people are satisfied and are ready to align on making that purchase decision. That's what sales enablement is. It's that function, that process where the revenue team is working together to ensure both the buyer has what they need and the salesperson has what they need in order to go forward and close that business. Yeah. And that ties into like the challenge that, whoa, the challenges that you see in B2B sales, right? Like you come into an organization, you know, when we start to engage with new clients and things like that too, in the tenured space we go in and we're like, all right, what's what are the challenges, right? And a lot of times if it's not been a focus to have the revenue driving team, right? Sales and marketing have been fractured. I mean, you get a lot of fingers pointing, you get a lot of, well, I'm I can't not getting do, the right leads. Yeah, I'm not getting the right leads. I'm not able to close this because I don't have X, Y, and Z, right? And the marketing's like, well, you never told me this, so I couldn't do anything about it, right? So a lot of those challenges in B2B sales you know, lack of support, lack of communication, lack of collateral, all that kind of stuff like that too, we believe can be alleviated with a smart focus on sales enablement processes and really thinking through what your organization needs. Perfectly said. I mean, it's important because to to the point that you just brought up, I want to reiterate that because I think it's extremely important. Um, 
you mentioned like we're not getting the right leads or, you know, oh, we need this thing, but I'm not closing because I don't have this thing. Well, the sales team can then inform marketing what they need. Mm -hmm. And then uh, like whether that's content or materials or assets or something like that. But then the marketing team can also assist in the messaging, the creation Mm -hmm. of the content. So it's on brand and so that it's on message because uh, allowing a salesperson or a sales team just to create one-off content, one-off pieces of collateral is a great way for them to either spin their wheels in the mud and create stuff that just maybe they have no business creating. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say it like that, but you know, they should be selling and talking to customers. Why are they creating assets? Right. Um, so that's one reason is it helps them to focus on selling. Yep. And then secondly, um, it helps to keep everything on message and on brand, which is extremely important because the end of the day, that's what everybody external to the conversation is seeing. Yeah. And we'll talk about this and I'll talk about this along with content until I'm dead, but understanding what your organization is presenting like at every possible opportunity is so imperative. And I don't think that some businesses in like that medium sized space really understand that, right? Small businesses do because usually it's like a few people doing the same thing. Big businesses do because, you know, like they have millions and trillions and gajillions of dollars, right? So they can have like this huge marketing team, right? That does that, right? Right. But there's that, that mid-sized range, and this is a broad range, but those people that are spending more time apart sales and marketing. So it's just, it's, it's not a focus on brand representation. And is this the right font, which I spend a lot of time thinking about way too much time. Is this the right color value? I'll spend a lot of time thinking about too, way too much time in my brain, <laughs> spending thinking about fonts and color values and what's the spacing and what words are we using and like what's the mission and all that stuff, right? So when you have sales associates doing these things one off in order to expedite their sales process, and make it easier, that's great, great for the initiative. However, if the sales and marketing department have a great relationship and it's seen as a revenue driving team, which they should and which it should be, yes then you're going to be able to create collateral once, get the buy-in from everybody and then say, hey, okay, when you have a use case, this will be very easy to replicate. And you know, we understand the sales process, we understand the marketing process and we can work together as a team. So you know, that's a whole side tangent. And then we will have to do a whole thing on you know, branding. I just got off a trade show. Um, it was a whole week. And one of the feedback I got was how great we all looked because I took sing my own praises, took the time and care to create a look and feel down to what they were wearing. So everybody presented in a really cohesive way. And I think that that also translates into taking the marketing and messaging out of the salesperson's hand and putting that back in marketing again. 100% agree with that. As part of the sales enablement process, right? Of this collateral that we're building and this these sales processes and things that you talk about with the marketing and sales team. All right. So um, we, I think, did a pretty good job here in describing like the what and the why mm-hmm. behind sales enablement. Mm-hmm. Like we're bought in, right? Yep. How do we start? What do we do to say, okay, let's put this into practice in a meaningful way? I think the first spot you go is you ask, you basically ask your sales team, hey, where are your stop gaps? Where are your hangups? Please explain to me your sales process. It's going through sales process, right? Yeah. Or can I sit in with you during a demo or whatever, whatever first hand experience you can get with your sales team and just understanding their process and asking them 
where do you wish you had more support? Yeah. I mean, that's it, right? Because if you don't have that one-to-one kind of firsthand experience, Mm -hmm. you're just creating stuff in a vacuum. Yep. And so um, once you you do define what that sales process looks like, that's going to help you find gaps Mm -hmm. in that process. Um, like what, where customers are getting stuck, um, or where maybe they're falling off and they're not, you know, proceeding any further in the process. And that'll help you to understand like where messaging is unclear Mm -hmm. or like where the questions are so you can overcome that with sales enablement collateral. Mm -hmm. And then I think after that too, after you kind of understand that it's just going to be a lot easier to get and stay organized. Because once you kind of see, let's say you start with your most tenured, your most successful salesperson and you ask them that, right? Then you can kind of see and then you can pull the rest of the sales team, customer success team, right? Where are these gaps happening? And then you can just take that and then use it to understand everything at a bigger picture Mm -hmm. and then just get organized and then stay organized. What does that mean, get organized? Like... So for me and the project manager role, it's outlining exactly what sales enablement collateral needs to be created and putting that in something that makes sense for me and for any of the team members that are going to be working on it. So well, like a Google Drive or yeah, Dropbox content or calendar, spreadsheet, whatever you're into, finding some way to put all this information someplace and then use it to iterate as you create these sales enablement processes so that eventually not only can you see how far you've come, but if other people have things to offer or they have things they want to drop in because eventually they want you to address it in some way, it will be much more clear and easier for you if you use like a Google Drive or a Dropbox or some Mm -hmm. central location to get and stay organized. What I like about this idea is it also ensures that the collateral the sales team is using is up to date, Mm. right? So if you're keeping something in an asset library, a drive or whatever, um, your team can ensure that it's got accurate information and it's up to date Mm -hmm. and it's not being used, you know, out of place, I suppose. And I think that's a big, important thing to call out is um, as brands evolve, so should the content. And so should those marketing assets and those sales collateral pieces, um, they need to evolve as well because everything has to stay aligned. That's the whole point of this sales enablement campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And then after you, you have all of that organization, right. And all that in central location. I mean, after that, it's really just creating content, Mm -hmm. finding those gaps, creating content, getting stuff out to the sales team. And this is where I I will always say people who work with me in this capacity know, especially you, creating the assets that are needed, no matter how much direction you have from sales team or not, right? You need some, but getting it in front of somebody yes. because people don't know what they want often until they know what they don't want. So you have to have thick skin in this game. I've learned this the hard way over five years. You have to sometimes just create the content and the collateral, get it in front of them and know there is a really high likelihood they're going to thrash the whole thing and tell you it sucks. But at least you know what not to do then. And then you can kind of go from there and say, well, give me feedback. Well, what do you think? Right. And then try to get it out of them that way mm-hmm. and be iterative with respect to design and presentation and the way that it looks overall based on pulling these things from their heads that sure. they don't know how to articulate. Right. 
But after that organization, all that stuff like that, it's just really a matter of just creating that content, getting in front of them and just having them chop it up and then moving as fast as you can. I love that idea of like, just get started, Yeah. right? Like the easiest way we talk about this in content marketing, mm-hmm. um, it's in social media, it's related. It's like just, we, we say, just create the content or just post or just get yourself active. Like this is actually kind of similar concept, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like, just get started with creating the sales content collateral design and then work on it from there if it doesn't actually be if it's never actually produced it can never actually be put to work so start somewhere start with something i beg you oh my god my god absolutely so when we think about this we've talked a lot for being a marketing company right firm we talk a lot about what this does for sales what can we talk about this does for marketing how can this help maybe inbound or like what is the marketing perks of sales enablement process? I think there's a lot of marketing perks. First off is that you're getting um, kind of direct feedback from the sales team about what's working Mm -hmm. and what's connecting with the customers that are actually getting to the sales process. Mm -hmm. And um, so what I mean by that is in marketing, marketing is usually judged and scored and graded on based on metrics that don't always convert into revenue. One of our favorite topics. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we as marketers are often, um, you know, we're scored based on how many people see a page or how many people click through something, click through an ad, right? right? Or like watch a social media video or something like that. And these are all very important pieces. I'm not trying to kind of, you know, downplay them, but not all of those people actually end up talking to a salesperson or getting to a negotiation stage. So sales enablement can help marketing by having that direct line of communication from sales back to marketing to say, this is really resonating with my customers in this industry or like in for this product, which then tells the marketing team, oh, okay. Now let's talk more about this type of thing. Let's refine that message further Mm -hmm. and attract more of these type of people, you know, assuming it's all aligned, of course, attract more of these type of people to get, you know, in touch with our sales team. So it really helps us to create more clear messaging and more actionable assets. Yeah. It gives us a a few more data points in the whole process, right? Because as we continue down, you know, the path of data and data privacy and what people can have and like who can access what, right? As a consumer, I love the throttle back. As a marketer, I do not yeah. so much because we used to be able to target and track and understand a lot more. And they have done the due diligence to ensure that the consumer stays safe and that you can't follow their every footprint, right? right. Unless there's a series of opt-ins anymore. And people often opt out. So you can't follow the breadcrumbs like you used to be able to. So for marketing, there's more sales enablement process data points in there that we can say, oh, this PDF was open so many times because oftentimes we will house that information. We will house those web pages. We will house that PDF on the website, right? Whatever the case may be, we can track that data more directly mm-hmm. instead of relying on it to be passed through something else and just talking hypotheticals and theoretic theoretics <laughs> yes there you go. it's not theory yeah. it's not you know it's not a um the word. 
Yeah, now I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. Let's just move on. Okay, deal. Like, we're no longer talking about theory, I guess, suffice what we're trying to say here. Like, we're talking about real actionable data Mm -hmm. that we can make decisions based on. Mm -hmm. And that's super important in marketing. And that's extremely important in sales. Right. No more guesswork, right? No, no. So is there any other thing that we want to add as it relates to sales enablement? I think this is an ongoing conversation. And I think that we could probably talk like specifically like how to build out a sales enablement process, like what that would look like. We're doing this with, like three clients right now. So this is very top of mind for us. But what are like the few things we want to leave with the listeners when it comes to sales enablement? Okay. So the number one thing that we want to leave you with our listener is if you have a sales team and if you have a marketing team, I'm guessing most of you do, mm-hmm. have a conversation, an honest, open dialogue, mm-hmm. right? About where sales needs more support mm-hmm. and go into that with an open mind. Mm-hmm. And I would also say, go into it with a rather thick skin. Yep. Because sales is... sales. Um, is going to tell you stuff that maybe you, you didn't know or that maybe you don't want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, about things like, oh, we really need this support. And marketing, you might be saying, well, like, why didn't you tell us that? Or we gave you this, you know, why aren't you using it? Chances are it's just because no one's ever broached that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first step is have the conversation about like, what issues are you seeing in the marketing collateral and the sales support? And how can we help? Yeah. Then I think after that, it's, get organized. Don't do it in a way in which it's just like a slew of information shot at you, right? Have a system. This is your systems and process girl. Have a system and process in place to get the information and keep it organized. Because if you do it right, you will be continuously asked in a great way to create these assets and this, these processes for whatever type of use case or whatever sales cycle you need. So you get organized and stay organized after you find these gaps and have this conversation that is going to help you in the long run too. And the last one is just make it. Actually, I want to add one more oh, okay. after you make it. It's not one and done. Yeah. So that's the one thing I would say is you make it, you get it started. Mm-hmm. Right. And then continue the conversation, really get your sales team and your marketing team aligned on a regular and frequent cadence Mm-hmm. for alignment meetings could be, you know, your mileage may vary, right? It, it could be a monthly meeting. Mm-hmm. It could be a quarterly check-in, right? It, it really depends on your business, your industry, your culture, but um, staying open-minded mm-hmm. and staying engaged with one another is going to be the best way to ensure that you don't just set it and forget it and then it all falls apart again. Yeah. You have to stay with it. It's a process. Yeah. 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 I think this was an interesting conversation. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to value this and say, oh yeah, this would be really helpful, right? So hopefully this resonated in some capacity with you, no matter how big or small, right? Because even a solopreneur or a small business can benefit from understanding the sales enablement process and what kind of support you need through that too. So as always, if you have any questions, feel free to to DM us or find us or whatever. to find us, you can find us a lot of different places. I always tell people you can Google me, which you can, and you can find everything about either one of us. But the best place to find us is we are most active on LinkedIn. Vanessa Zangardi, Patrick Zangardi. You can find our LinkedIn business page at Zangardi Studio, website zangardi.com. 
And then TikTok and Instagram reels, that's kind of where we spend our time to giving away information. So make sure you find us there. And if you like this podcast, make sure you like and subscribe so that you know when we're back on our cadence again, which we will be when our new episodes drop.